Welcome, my friends, to Next Level Change Success, a change conversation for leaders, project and change practitioners for today and tomorrow. My name is Therese Perez of MyVirtualChangeManager.com and I'm an experienced change and project professional and people leader with many years of experience in the industry. I love business and I love the people side of business especially. So nothing lights me up more than seeing people use change management, project management and strong change leadership to engage, motivate and inspire people and ultimately transform organizations. If you've heard about change management and have no idea of what it involves, then you're in the right place. If you know about change management, but you want to take your practices to the next level, then this is where you should be. I'm going to share the stories of my experiences, interview some fantastic people, and I'm going to explore all of the challenges and opportunities that you face in organizations right now. So please join me and let's go and have some fun. Hi and welcome to Next Level Change Success. My name is Therese Perez and I am the founder of My Virtual Change Manager. Welcome today. I want to talk about all things change leadership. A very exciting episode because it's quite topical. But before I begin, I'd like to acknowledge that I am recording on Thorough Country. Pay my respects to the traditional owners and custodians on the land of which I am recording. Let's talk change leadership As I said, it's a hot, hot topic, especially in this day and age, post-pandemic. Well, not really post-pandemic because I feel like we're still emerging from the pandemic as such. The world has changed significantly. I'm sure your world has changed significantly and your organization may be settling into a new way of doing things, may still be struggling in relation to how to settle into a new way of doing things. Either way, Change leadership is becoming a capability and a needed capability in organizations because before everything was stable. Well, let's just say maybe there's no such thing as business as usual anymore. But I think the world through the pandemic got thrown on its head and many people's worlds got thrown on their heads. So that meant that there was a lot of need for change. In fact, change was forced through. And then organizations have needed to think about, well, we need to change the way we're doing things. We need to improve. There's different pressures from their various industries in various industries and organizations. And that focus on leadership and the value of leadership in organizations and the importance and criticality of it can't be ignored anymore. Now, if we think about the changing times, because I think it's a really interesting context if you put yourself in the shoes of a leader. And I know personally, I have been a leader in, well, probably for the last, I'd say 15 years in my career. And when you first go into leadership, you're really thrown in the deep end, right? So you don't know what you don't know. And if you haven't worked in projects before or had any exposure to that environment, when projects and programs happen, you're really kind of out of your depth because oftentimes leaders are actually promoted based on their skills and expertise in their field. Then they get to a level where all of a sudden, you know, they're needing to introduce change, get consultants in, get new technology in, whatever it may be, for people to work with them, project teams. And the leaders are just kind of like, this wasn't part of my job description. So change leadership is a little bit like that. It's something that's crept up upon leaders 
And only now is it being explicitly called out as a need, a need for the leaders to be across change, to be actively leading change, participating in the change, being ambassadors for the change with their teams, and also fostering their teams and, and, and shepherding them through the change. Now, that's a big leap from 10, 20 years ago when that just wasn't a requirement. And organizations weren't required to be as agile as they are now. And I say that in a little, little A, lowercase a, agile. So this is very much a, a, a need that, as I said, has crept up on organizations and now is being called out. And obviously there's a lot of conversation around psychological safety and how a leader creates that safe space in their team. And that's because of the tanking engagement uh, results that are happening across many organizations because people the standards that people had set before and the expectations they'd set before for from their employer they have shifted that they've shifted markedly and that means that there's a totally different expectation an employee has of both their people leader of the organization and the role of the organization and that uh, power play is starting to scale is starting to rebalance a little bit towards the employee we've got high attrition rates happening in organizations people are moving around in their job comfortably i would say in australia because of interest rate rises and things that are happening at the moment so this is a point in time we're in february 20 no we're in march 2023 wow the year's just flying and so people probably seeking a bit more job stability currently because of the uncertainty in the economic environment but overall there has been shifts in the last 12 months of people moving employment and there's still the expectation that that's going to happen even more or, or continue and that's putting pressure on employers so the the cost of poor leadership is all of a sudden becoming untenable so let's talk about change leadership and what does it actually entail because it's, it's just like change management, I guess. People kind of know about it. They know that they want something to happen in relation to it, but they can't quite articulate what it is or they don't quite know what it is. So we've put together a change leadership framework. And if you jump to our website, myvirtualchangemanager.com, you'll be able to see the visuals I'm about to describe to you. So we put together four areas. They are not mutually exclusive always in this life everything is interconnected but we've put four buckets four themes to be considered for change leadership the first is around context and this is a whole concept on the awareness that a leader has around the context of a change where does it sit in that strategic landscape for the organization that a leader who's effective in change leadership seeks that out seeks to make that connection, right? They understand the cultural context in which this change is coming into play. And if there's a, an ability to connect the change to the values of the organisation, to the purpose of the organisation, then it is really key that they do that. But that is the context of the, this point in time for the organisation and why we're doing things, which are a good and effective change leader, they do that. They're able to make that connection. Once again, if the communication comes to them and that's not clear, they will seek that clarity out so that they can communicate and have confidence in it. 
So these are the things that do create confidence for a change leader. But they also look at the life context. And I think this is a really relevant one post-pandemic. A good change leader treats their people as a whole human being. And I've blogged about this in the past because I think it is really important. A good change leader understands I'm looking at a human being here. I'm not looking at a team member. I'm not looking at, um, I guess, one of many kind of my army, my my group who are coming together to deliver, you know, who, who trudge into work every day, do their job and go home and do a great job. They really think about the whole human being. Now, if you obviously are very high up in a, in a large organization, you might have, you know, 200, 300 people reporting into you in some way, shape or form via your leadership team. But you understand the importance to connect, jump levels, find out what the temperature is across these teams, the context in which you are going to deliver what could be a transformative change to really be able to understand the reaction you're going to get, to understand how you can tailor your communication to that group is all about understanding context. Now, if you think about Australia, and I mentioned it before, and what people are facing is that we have a real focus on economic constraints at this point in time. Inflation, somewhat out of control. Interest rate rises, going up. People are feeling pressured. They're feeling financial pressure at home. And sometimes that can be a catalyst for conflict, for um, people to have a higher degree of stress, people to have um, a higher need in relation for job security. So you might be bringing in change which might threaten that, which is going to have all sorts of behaviours play out. You need to understand this as a leader. So context, really, really important. And one of, one of the uh, key buckets. The next one is around connection. And I kind of touched on this a little bit in that context bucket. Connection's about alignment. It's about connection to your peer group. So as a leader, one of the strongest things you can do is link through and become part of a community at that leadership level. Have the connections, make the relationships be able to liaise with people, support people at different times, not just as a colleague or a peer, but as a person. So once again, this human element, really important. Now, the stronger you are with other leaders about leading change, so if a change is coming through and you're connected to your peer group, then you can talk to them about, okay, how are you approaching this with your team? What are you finding? How are they finding reaction? How, yeah, how are they reacting to this change? And that helps on two levels. One is that you get feedback of things that might be happening where there's team connections. So, you know, there's always a social network that sits within an organization. And you might know that some of your team are really good friends with others in someone else's team. And almost that emotional contagion that can happen in reaction to a change is that the stronger you are as a leadership cohort when it comes to change management, you're going to be able to manage that emotional contagion and be able to influence it and almost like be able to be aware of that social network as a collective. And that's really important. And it's important for support at a change leadership level amongst a peer group as well. Because you're never on an island when it comes to change. You're never by yourself. 
So that connection element and alignment across your peer group is really, really key. Then we also have the ability to connect when we talk about connection, connecting the change to the purpose of the organization. Sometimes the change doesn't really align to the purpose or sometimes the way it's being implemented seems a little bit contradictory to the purpose. So you need to unpack that and unpacking it within your peer group is what's appropriate. So within your leadership cohort, that's why it's important to actually, whenever looking at especially transformative change, that leaders need to come together on a regular basis, be able to have conversations about the change, about what's going on in their teams, and be able to, I guess, unpack the change with each other to find those connection points to support each other. I know that some of the transformation based change that I have led and been responsible for, that's one of the key strategies that we always use, bring together the leadership group, give them time to unpack, discuss, um, almost pick apart the change so that they're comfortable to lead it. You need to create that space for your change leadership cohorts. And in turn, if you have a an organization that has quite deep hierarchy, you need to do that layer upon layer upon layer to make sure that everyone's comfortable and aligned with it. And that's part of that connection need and connection sense of community, I guess, that you want to create in the leadership levels because you will always find someone is going to be a more effective change leader if they feel like they're part of a community and that they're being able to connect in appropriately with their peer group. So that's connection. We're going to go on to the behaviors area. And this is really, you know, this is quite key. When you're a leader, and this is definitely one of the things that I always knew because, you know, through growing up, I understood even as a child, and I don't know how this kind of works, but whether it was, you know, the influence of my parents, but it was this thing of when you're in a leadership position, whether, you know, school council, school representative, etc., there's a sense of responsibility with that because everyone is watching. So I always had that kind of ingrained in me. My parents being teachers, I guess, created that ethos. And so I always saw it as important. You know, any leadership role is important. Anytime you're representing, whether it be your organization, at school, it was, you know, when you're representing your school, you're in a position of privilege and that you shouldn't take that for granted. And there is a, I guess, a um, role that you play as part of that, a responsibility that you take on. And it's no different with leadership, right? So when you're a leader, everyone's watching you. Your team are watching you. So you might be saying something, but they're going to watch what you do even more. They're going to see how you approach things. They're going to get a sense of your value system based on your behaviors. So the way in which you behave as a change is implemented and as a change comes through is really because, as I said, you kind of don't get the luxury of being able to behave any way that you feel. So when looking at behaviors, what you need to look at, and I'll touch on this as well in relation to, I guess, the last area, but probably one of the most important is about you know, emotional regulation, making sure that at times it's not about you, it's about making sure your people 
can come through the change and move on mentally in relation to ways that they might have done things in the past and embracing the new way of doing things, feeling secure and comfortable in that. So when it comes to behaviors, you know, when it, especially when thinking about change, everyone has a heightened sensitivity about what you're saying, about certainly what you're doing and kind of looking for cues where what you're saying and what you're doing line up. And that's really key. And is it consistent? You know, are your behaviors consistent or is it pretty much, you know, you turn up one day one way and then the next day you're turning up another way completely. This, I think a lot of leaders would reflect on this insofar as what they went through in the pandemic and the support they had to provide their teams when they might have been going through very hard times as well. I have to say there were times, and I don't mean showing up as in not being vulnerable, not being emotional. Sometimes changes are really big for people and sometimes the leaders themselves are impacted, right? So I certainly have had situations where I've been made redundant and you know, yet leaving behind a team who I have both appreciated and cherished and really been vulnerable in that situation but also knowing and as I mentioned before part of the beliefs part of my upbringing was very much about making sure my team were okay that my team were going to be as you know kind of carried through supported by others and that's a really hard thing to do but so so important I think it does touch on the view of the servant leader making sure that you are being of service to your people and it didn't mean that I wasn't a wreck at times and those who know me and were part of that process would know that, yeah, there were some times that the emotions got the better of me, but overall I kept showing up and it was really, really important to do that through that time. That was one of probably the hardest things I had experienced as a leader, having also been part of transformations, you know, I had been part of um, major programs and really being respectful of people through that process, making sure that the process was clear, that I was supported, etc., etc. It's very different being on the other side. Um, it gives me a, almost a, a deeper sense of empathy. I always had empathy for people going through that process and I have always had respect for people going through that process. Um, it was just very interesting to see what, you know, as part of my own ability to observe my behaviors and my feelings during that time was definitely interesting being I guess on the other side Um, and knowing what it's like sometimes when it really wasn't respectful (laughs) and so it made it even more important to make sure that we always respect people going through that level leadership or not and ensure that they are um, as supported as possible. So behaviors, role modeling, you know, we talk about the concept of role modeling, making sure that the leaders display the behaviors, the desired behaviors in the change situation. And also the need for reinforcement from leaders of preferred behaviors, which means at times calling out behaviors that are unacceptable, behaviors that are potentially the old way of doing things. And this takes 
time, energy and courage at times from leaders in the change leadership context. I do remember putting in place a process in a particular organization and I was leading up a team, really looking at unpacking processes, putting in, I guess, more um, appropriate processes and having someone who just was, no, you don't need to do that and communicating that and I was CC'd in on the email communication and I was at my wits end about this is, uh, first of all, disrespectful because the person knew better. They were not looking to follow the new process clearly and, uh, and then also giving others permission not to follow the process. They were a leader in their own right, um, so I had to go and have a very tough conversation. But where I came from was more a what's going on for you here around not wanting to take on the new processes. Is there something I'm missing here? So I think it's always important, A, that you don't, what they say, step over the dead body. You actually cannot ignore behavior that is contradictory to where your organization is headed when you're looking at big change or even when you're looking at small change and you're putting in new processes. And and this can happen. People would prefer not to address the behavior. Many leaders through change processes don't necessarily want to call it out. You know, they're, they're happier to avoid the conflict or to avoid the challenge and just gloss over it. Or they get everyone into a room and then they talk generically about it, which I think alienates the people who are doing, who've embraced the change and who've moved on. And they're kind of like, why were we hauled into that room and why was there a general comment about that? Because I'm not doing it. So I don't know why I had to jump into that room, which is so true. So as a leader, you have to step up. You have to have some courage and you, you need to reinforce the preferred behaviors Part, it's part of your role and especially as a change leader it absolutely is part of your role because not only do you get more respect from others by doing that and certainly those who are embracing the change it'll help you grow as a person you get it gets easier and easier you know because the the muscle that you're really building is one that says I don't need you to like me because I'm a leader and but this is about what's best for the company because that's what I get paid for This is about what's best for the organization and ultimately for the customer and for the people we serve as part being part of that organization. So it really is quite key. That's why I always think about is that greater purpose as a leader helps you go, yeah, well, this is why I'm going to call this behavior out and have this tough conversation because what we're doing here is really important. So thus your kind of personal alignment to the purpose of the organization is very, very relevant and can be very powerful for you in overcoming those personal objections or the fear that you might have in that reinforcement space when it comes to change leadership. It's not easy sometimes, but you do get better at it. I wouldn't say it really becomes easy. You always have that, oh, you know, whether it be the, the angst of, I need to have this conversation And if you're a leader listening to this, I'm pretty sure that you know that feeling that, oh, God, I can't believe I have to have this conversation. I have to talk to the person about, I don't know why they haven't really caught the bus on this. I I don't know why, but I need to have the conversation because it's just not okay because it can derail the whole change, especially with your team. So really something to consider there when it comes to behaviours. 
you need to lead and you need to show what those new behaviours look like and you need to almost custodian um, and reinforce those behaviours that you would like to see in your team. Now, the last area is about self-awareness. It is one of my passions. It's definitely something that I have worked on from probably my mid-20s, this realisation of to grow as a human being. And organisations are just such a great construct in which we get feedback all the time about who we are, who we're being. We're in a pressure cooker sometimes. Sometimes we're in like the best place ever because we're achieving things. We're really enjoying our journey. And change leadership and the link to self-awareness. The underlying principle is the more I know about myself, my belief systems, how they work, my emotions, my emotional reactions to things as I can separate myself from the emotive side to observe and learn about myself, you're always going to be a better change leader because you're going to be far more empathetic to those in your team or those around you. You're going to be able to have more of an objective view and also be able to have some self-regulation around your own emotional reactions in a healthy way and be able to connect with your people better. And that really is the key to not just good leadership, but great change leadership. The ability to understand the dynamic between human beings, because guess what? I've unpacked my own stuff and I know I'm not perfect. I know that I have personal biases. I know that every time there's a change that comes in, this is about how I can learn from it and also help and be of service to my team, to the organization, to my peers, to be help, help them to get through it as well. So self-awareness is a really big one. And I want to talk more about this because the, you know, there used to be this big um, judgment on, you know, the woo-woo, you know, the hippie, la-la, you know, whatever. Um, many of the stigmas and stereotypes, I guess, around self-development work. But I'm definitely someone who, as part of being a continuous lifelong learner, have also done a lot of work on myself um, and continue to do so. And I still process a lot of things, you know, that I need to and learn for a lot from my people in organizations like my team, um, my peers, you know, the, and, and the world in which we move through in organizations, you know, I'm on a constant learning curve. And we need to bring that to everyone's front of mind that actually to be a good leader is to be uh, reflective about yourself as a leader in the context of leadership, but also in the context of being a human being and understand it helps you understand your people in your team even more when you understand yourself. So I, I will be talking about it more. It is part of good change management, change leadership, effectiveness, uh, the ability to build teams, the appreciation for diversity and inclusion. These are all elements that it is so wonderful to see the greater consciousness, I guess, within organizations really starting to understand that these things are important because they link to high performance and great outcome 
And so that conversation is one that I will always be an ambassador for. And so the last area, obviously self-awareness, the ability for leaders to self-reflect on a regular basis and to grow as leaders will enable better change leadership. So they're the areas that we really talk about in the My Virtual Change Manager Change Leadership Framework. Jump onto the website, have a look. Um, I'm probably not surprised. I've been talking about this for almost, you know, half an hour. Um, but they're really key elements. And when looking at change leadership, oftentimes we're just kind of throwing leaders through change leadership training, which really doesn't explore about the leader's need to be self-reflective, to connect in with their team. And this uh, approach, I guess, to change leadership, look, it's just not a criticism, it's an observation. What we prefer to look at in my virtual change manager is around these four areas for leaders around, you know, are they aware of the context of the change so that they can communicate it? You know, are they looking at the connection points and how are they connecting in with their peer group and how does that work? And are they making time to do that on a regular basis? Are they becoming self-reflective on a regular basis so that they can either they can take care of themselves, you know, in a better way when it comes to leading change, but they can also then be of better service for their teams and their people. And then also looking and reflecting on their behaviors. Are they consciously role modeling? And what what kind of challenges do they face when looking to reinforce change with their teams? How do they feel about that? How do they approach those conversations? And are they doing that on a regular basis as well? So these are kind of key areas. Now, off the back of that, you can have tools and templates, obviously, that help you, um, you know, put together messages, be very focused on the why, etc. But these four core areas when it comes to change leadership in this framework are critical, you know, to achieve positive outcomes for your people and in a respectful way. So I hope you've enjoyed this episode today. I certainly have enjoyed, and, and as you can tell, I've probably talked for days about change leadership and the different experiences I've had it is very it's a very personal thing for a lot of people when looking at it through this lens around the change framework as we especially as we get into obviously self-awareness and those realms but if you liked what you heard today can you please do me a favor can you please leave me a review even if you didn't like what you heard today it'd be great to get some feedback um, and let me know reach out to me on my virtual change manager there may be tools or templates or things that you're looking for more than happy to help this change conversation is really really important not just now but also ongoing into the future so thanks for joining me today come to myvirtualchangemanager.com to continue the conversation and uh, have a wonderful day